choose your character. Will you go with Lena or Bianca? Welcome to the world of video games, the movie, the podcast. I am your host, Dan. Uh, I am your mysterious witch advisor, Maxi. And today we have a guest with us. Hi, I've traveled back in time from my own future to hand myself the, a golden podcasting microphone orb. I'm Max. Mm-hmm. Uh, just uh, you've got you've got the uh, the snowball uh, in your hand, and you're giving it. To, you're taking it from your past self. Uh-huh. Uh, I had to trick him by telling him a cool story. Yeah, you had to. You also had to like offer like a yeti in exchange. It's uh-huh. it's it was a. Uh, when, when I when I was sick with stand fever, I pushed myself in the snow and I said, "Wow, I have a really cool hairstyle." <laughs> uh, so uh, this month we watched uh, Dragon Quest: Your Story, my story, uh, mm-hmm. our story, our, our story, the story of everyone who plays Dragon Quest. Uh, we got a good one. It's, it, we got a good movie. Yeah, it kicks good. ass. It's great. I I I I loved it. Uh, like I I did I did uh I I will admit I think I first I, I decided to go with the dub and it's I think it picks up towards the back half but or you just like settle into it but like at at first it's very speed racery. Uh. Oh, I, I don't know if I agree at all. Like, I, I don't know about the lip sync, but, like, I thought all the actors were putting their whole ass into yeah. it. And that's something I respect. I'm really glad that I suggested this one right after Final Fantasy, The Spirits Within. <laughs> yeah, a, a good anime movie. Because, because we went from a movie that's like, well, I guess it would be really hard to, like, adapt a long-ass RPG into a movie, like, using the same narrative. And, like, uh, the, none of the actors are really selling me and then it's just like no we just like put an entire half of a video game mm-hmm. uh you know they 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 definitely had to kind of give us the cliffs notes on a lot of yeah. stuff but i think that actually works really well with something like dragon quest yeah. 5 which is not not the most complicated story uh-huh yeah it, 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 i feel like this the snes was when video games i think like they started to figure out using time as a story mechanic. Like, mm-hmm. you have... I mean, I, I guess this is kind of just mostly Square, but, like, Dragon Quest V and four to a similar extent is, like, you know, time is very much passing. Uh, Chrono Trigger, it's a whole-ass game about time. Like, the Fire fire Emblem uh, genealogy was, like, there's, like, a time skip in it. So, like, this is when games realized, oh, time's a part of stories now, huh? Hmm. Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, before we get into the movie, let's talk about, uh, what games we've been playing. Uh, Max, mm-hmm. you're our guest. You can go first. I've played a couple of videos game. Um, the main one I've just been completely sinking my teeth and time, uh, and button presses into is Theater Rhythm Final Bar Line. Uh, it is a game in a series called Theater Rhythm, uh, that celebrates Final Fantasy, and it is just a Final Fantasy Rhythm RPG where you can completely ignore the RPG aspects if you just want to, like, play Battle on the Big Bridge over and over and over again until your fingers mm-hmm. cramp. You can do that. Uh, funny enough, there actually was a Theater Rhythm Dragon Quest game. 
featuring music from oh. featuring music from noted dead bigot uh, Koichi uh, Sugiyama. Great. <laughs> yeah, no, the first rhythm game with three songs in it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, fu- oh fuck, we couldn't get the rights to any of this. Uh, ship it, fuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, he- here's the fucking problem. Koichi Sugiyama is like my Wagner because I hate I hate that dead bitch so uh-huh. much and yet uh, made some pretty good songs. He, re- regrettably enough, I I think there was what was it? It was like the Simpsons movie game. Um, I think like the DS uh-huh. version. I don't know what the fuck happened there. Whoever composed that music, I swear to God, is like Koichi Sugiyama too. There's music in that game that is straight up indistinguishable from actual Dragon Quest music. When you describe it as a Simpsons DS game, I'm more exp- I'm more thinking Tim Fallon's too. Uh, <laughs> Look, if we get Tim Fall, I, I I don't know if Tim Fallon's is still like working in the industry. I, uh, I don't want to search Time Fallen. Didn't he? I'm pretty sure Tim Fallon's made Contradiction Spot the he Liar. He did make Contradiction Spot mm-hmm. the Liar. He did uh, Echo the Dolphin. He did Solstice is what. Many people know him from. Uh, let's get Tim Fallon to do the music for Dragon Quest Twelve. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Just hitting uh, you with the most it... like insane arpeggio Dragon Quest scene you'll ever hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's what I've been playing. Like... It's it's a Final Fantasy music. We love it. We all know it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh... Um. Fittingly, I played a lot of uh, Yakuza Seven, aka Like oh. a Dragon. Oh yeah. Like a Dragon uh, fairly Quest. recently. Um, dovetails very well with this movie thematically. Yeah, I have to say. yeah, it's gr- it's perfect. I uh, let's see. I finally played Citizen Sleeper, which is pretty good game, shorter than I expected. D- didn't really have an ending for me, and I mm. looked it up, and it's like, yeah, there are some end conditions, but if you don't get those specific ones, you're just kind of like, you're just kind of still hanging out. Uh-huh. Great. Um, I played this puzzle game called Sunshine Heavy Industries, where you're, like, building little spaceships uh, mm. to fit client specifications. Ooh. That one's pretty fun. Neat. Uh, um, and I recently played through Castlevania Symphony of the Night all the way oh, for the first time. That one's good. It. That one's good, but also, man, it has aged. Uh-huh. Yeah. There is, it's, there is so much, like loading and the inverted castle is really cool but then you're like man it is just the same thing but yeah, upside down it's it's, huh? it's cool for five rooms until you realize you have to go through the entire castle just upside down this time oh boy yay yay you can make you've that we have we effectively doubled the length of our video game wow uh added maybe 25 percent to mm-hmm. it yeah it's it's a very short quote-unquote end game great it is it, it's fun though mm-hmm. and i i liked like getting all the treasures and then going to fight my shitty dad and it's like well i am this part is actually pretty easy because i did like the super boss um without finding the item that lets me absorb lightning damage uh and i have all the alucard equipment and i can turn into an invisible an invincible cloud of mist mm-hmm. um doesn't poison him in the second phase which was very rude but it was still quite useful um Anyway, yeah, no, fun, fun fucking game. Mm-hmm. Ca- turns out, uh, Castlevania, those types, the fucking Castlevania games, especially the ones with the RPG elements and you're exploring a big old place, fun. They should name a genre of video games after those ones. Yeah, they should. <laughs> they can call them Castle... 
They can call them Castle Knights after uh, Hollow Knight. Yeah. <laughs> Dan, what have you been playing? Ooh. Back. Dan, we lose you? No, I'm back now. I just had to step away to turn down my soup that I'm making. Mm. Uh, yeah, your lemon dill lemon soup. Dill yeah. soup. Let's go. Dan, what uh, have you been playing? I've been playing a couple different games, but uh, let's see. Most notably, I played and last night finished Pizza Tower. Uh, oh, Warrior Land 5. Mm-hmm. It's really good. It's... I've I, I've never really I did try playing a bit of Wario Land four before I mm. couldn't really get into it but I I I am so in love with Pizza Tower it is it is got a great art style it is it, it is really fun to play it is hilarious uh, I I I've been I would just like uh, every time I started I would like do a little uh, test run of like the first level. Uh, and then I'd go into like uh, everything else. I I'm not sure if I want to like go to the trouble of like finding all the extra things and getting the little bonus uh, bit for the ending. Uh, but uh, it's a really good game. It is a great start to uh, uh, 2023. Uh, I'm glad they finally figured out how to make games about Italians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, famously, there's never been any games about Italians mm-hmm. that were good. Yeah, Pepino's the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, aside from that, uh, I do want to quickly mention, uh, I've been playing a very heavily modded uh, campaign of XCOM 2. Uh, basic, most, a lot of quality of life mods, but actually, but quite a few that are just, uh, uh, like, mods that make, uh, Make me have uh, fun, weird soldiers like uh, the Toa, or uh, I'm trying to remember some of these uh, Half Life scientists. Uh, I've got Curio. Look out, Pohatu! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that reminds me. I I am really looking forward to uh, uh, Abiotic Factor. Uh, but but anyways, uh, XCOM Two. Uh, Playing it, this is like my third playthrough of the game to, uh, of War of the Chosen, and you know it's still a really good game. Uh, uh, and uh, I think that's it for me. So yeah. XCOM uh, to the polls. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, let's get into this movie, Dragon Quest: Your Story. It's on Netflix. Uh, it's uh, it's it's good. I I did not look up any background info on it this time around. I feel like the most background oh. info you could really glean is just like playing through the game. Mm-hmm. That's really what it is. Yeah, it's very inspired by Dragon Quest Five. Yeah. Uh, I the first thing that strikes me about this movie is holy shit! This is one of the best looking animated movies I've seen in my life. It is. It's gorgeous. It's beautiful. Yeah. Like. There's so much work put into like making these uh, uh, Toriyama 3D models work really well. They do a phenomenal job because they're not trying to emulate that style. Like that is a style that if you try to make it look like Toriyama, like you're not you're gonna fail at it. Making it in 3D is already so much harder than that. So I'm so glad they just kind of went with 
their own distinct visual style that like mm. really isn't like it it almost feels most similar to like 70s anime like in the way the characters yeah. are very like they're, they're very like i don't know bubbly is the word that's coming to mind in a way that like doesn't make it look like just like how to train your dragon or like you know an illumination movie yeah. or something yeah i get that i get that it does feel there is a sort of like 70s anime vibe to it um mm-hmm. i also want to say in terms of the animation the physical expression mm-hmm. oh like, unbelievable there there are so many like physical gags mm-hmm. in this that just work entirely off of the movement of their bodies mm-hmm. and it's great yeah like uh like just characters getting whacked around and just really selling that uh mm-hmm. i so we begin with uh some uh opening narration and uh sort of opening sequence in the style of uh, of a classic Dragon Quest game. Uh, yeah, like, th- this is just... I'm pretty sure that this is mostly straight-up actual footage of Dragon Quest V for the Super Nintendo Entertainment mm-hmm. System. Well, I don't know if it was localized, so it might have only been the Super Famicom at that point. Mm-hmm. Right. I think uh, five, 5 was not localized to the States until, like, the PS1 release of it, I think. Huh. I didn't mm-hmm. know it was... Honestly, that's earlier than I would have expected. Uh, yeah, right. It's so weird that, like, Dragon Quest has such a small presence in the United States. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that that's sort of been Final Fantasy's job. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, like, Dragon Quest is like the ur-JRPG. Uh, and, but, uh, we, we've, so the important things to note from this sequence, uh, uh, there were a people called the Zenithians. They mm-hmm. f- they fought against uh, an evil like demon guy named Nimzo. Uh, they sealed them behind. They sealed them into like the gates of Nadiria, like an underworld sort of place. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in order to save the day, you need like this holy sword. Uh, mm-hmm. And it can it can only be wielded by a descendant of the Zenithians. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I I really like how pretty much right away you get that. Uh, classic Dragon Quest localization style of everything kind of like being a pun or a joke or a gag. So yeah. when oh. it immediately hits you with Zenithia and Nadiria, it's like, oh cool, yeah, Zenith, Zenith and Nadir, they're opposites. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, the the mom is named Mata. Uh, uh, I think that's that's not, that, that's just, uh, it's short for Madalena, I believe. Oh, neat. It's, it's, not, it's not like a, a mother joke. Okay, okay. Uh, we'll we'll get to the best name pun later. There's some really good ones. Yeah. Uh, so a baby is born. He is named Luca. Uh, his mom gets abducted by monsters, and he travels with his dad, Pancras. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, they he meets like a friend named Bianca. Uh, he meets like a little cat, uh, named Percy. Mm-hmm. Percy's uh, so he, good. He, he he is at one point accosted by this guy who's like, "Whoa, you got an orb there, little man! Fucking awesome!" Yeah, yeah. I love orbs. Here's mine. I love orbs. Uh, uh, the Papa Pancras is really good at fighting monsters. Uh, he's training mm. with him. He grows up, uh, uh, and eventually it, we get to a point where. Uh, 
uh, he's like playing with uh, the uh, he's he's like playing with uh, the prince uh, named Harry. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, Prince Harry of Coburg. Yeah. <laughs> prince Harry of England. Uh, and uh, Harry gets stolen by monsters. Uh, the the two main monsters that like grab him and are seen like throughout the rest of the movie are like I think they're like a big like unicorn guy and like a bull guy and they're all like big and burly and fucked yeah. up looking. It's a Slon and Con, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. One yeah, one is like a, a horseman is the only way I can really describe him. Yeah. And the other one's like a... It's it just like kind of like a classic Toriyama. He's kind of a, a beast. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it could be like a saber-toothed cat or a lion. I don't know. I, I, yeah, I, I draw Goku. It struck me as kind of like a dog thing. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of dog... Like, because we see with uh, Bjorn later on, too. He likes dog noses, Toriyama. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. Anyway, Prince Harry gets kidnapped. Luca and Pankras give chase. Um, they end up meeting uh, maybe the best villain ever in the entire world. Oh, the guy rules. He's good. Uh, Bishop Laja. Now, this one is the biggest departure from Toriyama's character designs. I, I looked this up. The original Bishop Laja, um, like... He just looks like a slightly fucked up guy in a robe. Yeah, like um, he looks like every other Dragon Quest villain. He he look like picture evil cultist and like crank the hue until he turns blue. You got mm-hmm. it. Bishop Laja in this movie looks so fucking unhinged and weird, and it's awesome. He he looks like he has a fucking crescent moon for a face. His eyes are always crossed. He's got this. Fucked up helmet. Yeah, he's got a helmet with an eye on it. He's it might, it might he's be... Mac tonight. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah, he's 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 a little bit Mac tonight with it. He, he's a huge freak. They, I, I'm looking at like the movie model, and he's got like all these. His robes are all nasty and fucked up. Uh, they've got the fur looks a bit nasty. Uh, it's. He's just a nasty man, and I love that. He, he sucks, and I love him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, he wants to uh, bring 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 forth his uh, master Nimzo to this world, uh, uh, and uh, in doing so, like like I said, he kidnaps Harry. Uh, uh, he uh, he he like fights them like pancras fights him uh, uh a great thing that i will mention here is uh when people use spells in this movie they say they the say names it. they, they say, say the names it. and it's it, it listen yeah part of me every time is like that's a little corny, but a bigger part of me, who's the kind who, like, played Dragon Quest mm-hmm. Eight when she was, like, 11, yeah. was like, yeah, use Kefrizzle! <laughs> yeah. Whoosh. Uh, it's so Swack. good. It's, it's tremendous. It is such a mm-hmm. wonderful stylistic choice. It, it, I think it really helps that they are, that, that the Dragon Quest, like, spell names are already just very silly. They're, yeah, they're deeply silly with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and every, everybody is delivering them so seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah. They, they fully bought into the fiction of the world. And, like, 
the movie, up until this point, it's been, like, a pretty standard, like, you know, plucky heroes doing fights. And then the movie spends about, like, a minute and a half just watching Pancras get the absolute fuck beaten out of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, like, here's the thing. Dragon Quest V is, like, one of the darkest classic Dragon Quests. Yeah. Right? Like... This is this is something that, to my understanding, happens in the game. Your dad just fucking eats it. Sure does. Like, a third of the he, way through. He's super dead. Uh, he's super dead. Yeah, he gets d- he gets fireballed to hell. Mm. Pankraz gets fucking annihilated. Uh, with, as he's dying, he tells Luca, Listen, your mother's not dead. She's still out there. You need to find her. And then Luca and Prince Harry are kidnapped to be, my, to be slaves in a court. Yeah. For... Ten for years. like ten years. Yeah, that you know, I will say I do, that's not something I usually expect out of a time skip. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. Uh, they but they figured a way out after ten years. Uh, when so people, yeah, the, the the way they and I'm here to bring what little knowledge I remember of the game. Uh, I'm pretty sure in the game you leave. It's like a temple in the game. And, like, I think you leave because, like, you just kind of keep on picking fights with people. And the guards are like, fuck you guys. Get out of here. And they just, like, kind of send you out. Mm-hmm. Like, you just basically annoy them to leave. That's great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> put it, a little more effort into it in the movie. Yeah. In this, in the movie, uh, how, how you can get out is, uh, so there are, whenever someone, like, dies, like, work working here uh they get stuffed in a barrel and sent down a river so Mm -hmm. they just have to pretend to be dead and stuff themselves in a barrel and they'll just be free to they'll they'll be able to escape uh now luca does decide that the best way to seem dead is to cover themselves in sewage mm -hmm. which admittedly does work yeah it does work but it makes them extremely stinky uh and gross looking i will say I will say, yeah, it it does work visually as well. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, they get like dumped away, but like it, they they're only able to get so far before like they figure out they're alive and they end up uh, barreling down like mm-hmm. uh, uh, they barrel down like a road. They like fall- they're in like <laughs> they're in Minas Tirith. Mm-hmm. I I I really like how the chase escape sequence starts where they're just like doing some scooby-doo shit it's just a barrel and four legs Mm -hmm. scampering down the road yeah um this is again like every action or comedy sequence in this fantastic animation great like impact and motion on the barrel i also it is essential to make note this is narratively important while they are floating down the river there's a slime. It sees the barrels, and it gets a determined look on yeah. its face. I love this determined little slime. Uh, uh, they, they, they eventually like like they go down like a huge waterfall, and like the barrel breaks, but they manage to survive. Uh, yeah. Then then they get chased, like we were talking about, mm-hmm. um, and they end up leaping seemingly to their dooms, but falling into a passing old man's cart full of straw. Uh, he brings them back to his pub, introduces himself as Dr. Agin. You, you can't get much better than that, folks. <laughs> yeah. Now, 
I wonder how on the nose his name is in Japanese. Mm-hmm. It would be. It, I I hope he's just like yeah. No, I'm Ryu. Wink. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So he brings him back to his pub. He's all. I'm Doctor Agen. Bishop Lodge is planning to free Grandmaster Nimzo. Y'all gotta get the hell out of this city. Um, and they do, and they make their way back to Coburg. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Pretty pretty easy once, like, the three guys who were chasing them give up. Because, mm-hmm. uh, like, I, I like that, I like that Dr. Agon, he, he, he runs, like, a pub, and you see him, you see orcs from before leaving the pub, like, after he's, like, served them beer. So, I guess the monsters all just kind of hang out there and, like... Didn't smell the weird sewage boys in the back? I don't know. It, it just always smells like that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they just naturally smell like that. Um, uh, they, but yeah, they, uh, they, they're able to get back. Uh, uh, there's this bit where, like, Prince Harry has to, like, uh, just is, like, talking to the guard that he remembers from all those years ago, just sort of casually and, like, letting on who he is. Uh, it's, it's a fun little interaction, uh, and he's so happy that Prince Harry is back, uh, but, uh, Luca has to set off on his own, uh, go his own way, uh, but... Prince Harry is just like, I, listen, I'll help you however I can, someday. 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 Here's the thing that... This podcast has made, has fucked with my standards for movies so much, (laughs) Uh because... Dragon Quest, your story, has, like, a very basic understanding of setup and payoff. Uh, right. Like, it, 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 it will... There will be a guy, like, mounting Chekhov's gun on the rack over the fireplace, then it will turn to face the camera, and it'll, like, give a little nod, and then it'll show up later, and it'll be like, Oh, it's the thing from earlier! Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh... Things really happen a mile a minute in this movie, and they kind of have to because it's a JRPG. Yeah, they, they they had to compress it a lot, and I think there are a couple spaces where that's awkward, but I think for the most part, like, it's fine. It's compressed. Right. It's a, it's an abridged adaptation. Yeah, they, they, they're very good, like, um, the montage choices they choose to make are, like... They're very fun. They're very entertaining. Like, you know, we don't need the director's cut features 20 hours of grinding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you have you have a montage where like he's fighting some metal slimes and then mm-hmm. he gets his ass kicked, and it's like, oh, okay, yeah, he's training and getting stronger and going through dungeons. Yeah, um, I really like this bit where so Luca leaves Coburg, he heads back to Wheelbrook, which is that uh, freezing like wilderness settlement mm-hmm. from earlier where his dad was staying with uh, his servant Sancho. Um, he sees the cabin, he's staring, like, heroic and satisfied, and he's like, it hasn't changed a bit. And then his nose just starts running because it's extremely fucking cold. Yeah. And he's like, oh god, I gotta get inside. Oh, this sucks. Yeah. I really I, like... I, I, I love that. It's... I don't know if subtle is the right word, but this this movie has a does a very good job of, like... It doesn't hesitate to do big jokes, but it doesn't, like hammer them into your head yeah. the way you'll see a lot in like a bad kids movie or like a kind of like b-tier comedy anime you know what i mean yeah. it's, it's very quick i feel like because it's it knows it's a movie that it's it's that airplane shit it gets the joke in it gets the joke out and moves on right i i, 
I feel like the, the writers and animators and everyone, they had a really good idea that the movie is going to be watched with a really weird mix of audiences, which is A, the kinds of kids who would go to see a kids movie like this, and B, people who are, you know, like 30 or 40 who grew up playing Dragon Quest. So, like, I feel like they they strike a really good balance of just, like, you know, making things fun enough, but also just, like, yeah, we understand that this is also a movie that people want to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really like the... um. As he goes and kind of explores uh, his old house, he he like accidentally gets caught on a rope on the on the ceiling and like pulls on it and leans over a pit and it plays like the Dragon Quest item jingle get noise like that. Yeah, I love that. It's really cute. He he finds the secret room where Pankras was like writing down like the whole like plot of the game, the whole like backstory of this game, and noting that. Uh, Luca is most likely the heavenly hero needed to, uh, save the world, uh... Mm -hmm. Because his mom was a Zenithian. Mm -hmm. Um, turns out she was kidnapped by Laja. He needs her to open the gates to Nadiria, um, which is why Pankraz is sure she's still alive. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and then Sancho shows up. He sees Luca crawling out of the basement. He thinks he's an intruder. Um, then once that's cleared up... uh, fan studio ghibli makes such good looking food yeah <laughs> studio ghibli food hits different yeah. does anybody ever notice how well animated studio <laughs> ghibli food is oh, yes of course man anime food is crazy it looks so good mm. delish yeah. okay so posting that as a I, I, look at this uh delicious sancho meal mm. uh, the, the the meal does look good mm-hmm. though <laughs> sancho makes luca his finest lemon dill soup <laughs> Yeah, uh... Uh, he, he gives Luca maybe the funniest, like, out-of-context bit of information of, oh, there's, like, this special Zenithian sword that only the Zenithian hero can use, and who, who has the sword? And you expect to hear some kind of, like, you expect to hear a pretty, like, you know, in- decently fantasy name, Rodrigo Briscoletti! It's, yeah, no, he's just some Italian guy. He's just an guy. Italian guy. It's a great name, too. Italians are always the best characters in Dragon Quest, by the way. Yeah! yeah. Rodrigo Briscoletti, great character. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mori from Dragon Quest VIII, who runs the Monster Arena, great character. Mm -hmm. Silvando, I guess Silvando might be more Spanish. Yeah, he's he's like, yeah, like Iberian Mm -hmm. Peninsula. Decidedly Mediterranean. Yes, oh yeah. 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 I mean, Silvando is... One of the top five video game characters ever, so he gets he, he he's allowed to join the group. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, so honorary Italian. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it just gets a little badge with a, an Italian flag on it. Uh, <laughs> so uh, he I, now uh, Luca, knowing that his mother is alive, sets out on his dragon quest. I uh, I, I appreciate the movie waiting this long to finally play the theme. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, when... Th- Listen, I know I was talking about it earlier. The guy who composed it sucked ass. Uh-huh, and, so, and, like, and it's good dragon- that he died, but... When, it's good that he died, but when I hear the Dragon Quest overture, I do clap. Yeah, I... I, so, I, like, I what's that say about me? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, he, he... He... We get, like, a whole montage of him adventuring. Uh, sometimes he's getting his ass kicked. Sometimes he's getting loot. Sometimes he eats a slime and he names it Gutru. Gutru, uh, let's go! 
Gutrude is so good. Mm. I, I really like the scene where he's trying to grind metal slimes, and he just straight up... He just keeps clanging them with yeah. his sword. He cannot get a single point of damage in. Yeah. <laughs> it's so sad. <laughs> Little dude's hitting zeros. You hate to see it. Yeah. Uh, he also finds uh, the uh, the saber-toothed tiger he he knew, uh, Percy. Percy, uh, yeah. He's all grown up now. Yeah. Uh, eventually, he gets to uh, a town. I... I, I, what was the town's name? I don't... It is called Mostro Ferrato. Mostro Ferrato. Great. It's, it's uh, so good. Uh, and he finds a bounty. Who, whosoever... There's, there is just, like, a bounty board, which is really good. Yeah. Yeah, there's, like, a bunch... I, I, like, took a moment to, like, look at this bounty board. There are quite a few, uh, uh, like, quests on here, and they all feel very video gamey. It's very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm certain if if you paused on that scene, like there's probably Easter eggs for like every other Dragon Quest game. Yeah, the in one, that one I specifically alone. remember is like, uh, "Hey, do you collect this special item? Come to me, and you'll get a reward." Uh, oh yeah, the mini metal guy. Yeah, yeah. Pro- someone advertising Puff Puff on that board, probably. Uh huh. Um. So, uh, uh, he whosoever can de- be he. Uh, Whosoever can defeat Bjorn the Behemoth, I shall make my heir, Roderigo Briscoletti. Uh, Mamma mia. Uh, so, now he's got to do this. But uh, first, before he like actually goes and uh, uh, does the thing, he meets with uh, Roderigo and uh, meets uh, her daughter, or his daughter, uh, Nirai. Uh, uh, she... Uh, she they they like have an emotional reconnection because they knew each other so many years ago uh mm-hmm. and uh uh Rodrigo tells them that behind this door is the legendary sword that you the hero will need to save the world and he opens the door and he, he there's nothing there and we see like the an exterior shot as apparently the entire room has been removed and like stolen by uh presumably Bjorn. Yeah. It's so good. It's so funny. The the way the shot opens where Rodrigo opens the door and you just see it like it's a side view of Luca standing in front of this kind of glowing door frame. You think he's just sort of dumbfounded and then Rodrigo turns and looks and yeah, it's just the shot of outside. It's it's really great. It it is fantastic. Um, we also start setting up very accelerated, like love triangle going on in this movie. Oh like, yeah, this all happens in like one night, basically. They, but like it, they manage to make it mostly work. Yeah, and that's fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Nera is like. Trying to express, Luca, I don't want you to get yourself killed, but she ends up talking in circles because she's trying to express, I don't want you to go on this dangerous quest, but that doesn't mean I don't want to marry you, but I don't want to say outright that I do right. want to marry you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Luca goes straight for Bjorn's den. It doesn't even get a scene change. Immediately, he is, like, launched out. Mm-hmm. He's, he is charred to a crisp. Uh, he stumbles back to town looking for healing. Uh, and he meets another old friend of his, Bianca, um, who ends up tagging along with him, even though he's like, I don't need help, I can do this on my own. Their dynamic has a lot more, like, teasing and back and forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're, they're childhood friends. Bianca's someone that he met in the first third of the game. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, uh, so they like uh, they eventually uh, go out and like do this uh, go on this big adventure. Uh, they like find the Zenithian sword, but it's not working. Uh, as uh, yeah, they like find the sword. They fight Bjorn. Uh, they sort of like split the party. Uh, uh, Bianca and Gutru have to like lead away uh, Bjorn while uh, no, it's it's Luca leading away Bjorn, right, right. And Bianca and the pets are like looking for the sword. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will say when when Luca gets the sword and like finds that he can't unsheathe it, this one doesn't quite land for me. Feels mm-hmm. a little more played out and takes a bit longer than I'd like. But like you know, it's one joke. Like I said, it's the airplane thing. It's one joke, and then when it's over, it's like okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's let's get some more action in. Yeah, you, you see, there's like genuine fear in Bjorn's eyes yeah. as, as Luca starts to unsheath it, and then nothing happens. He's like, oh, cool, all right, better run. Yeah. And he like he chases them out of the uh, he chases them out of his lair, and at some point, like Luca's like flung up onto his face, and you know re- remembers that oh. Uh, his weakness is his third eye, so I hit that, and he like hits he you know Kaswoosh or whatever uh, tears Bjorn's wing, so he like kind of crash lands and holds his sword to his third eye, and basically makes him uh, swear loyalty to him. Uh, and like obviously we've seen Luca do this with Percy and Gutrude, but like Dragon Quest V was the first Dragon Quest where you could tame monsters and add them to your party. Oh. So this is like it's a, it's a nice little nod to that where he kind of like you see Bjorn's eyes kind of like you know, lighten up a little bit when, when he sort of joins his side. This is nice, nice little, I, I nice also little think it's, it's a really nice moment of characterization for Luke. Yeah. Cause like, it, it would be very easy to just go the, Oh, he, he slays the monster root, but like making the specific choice to say, no, he's going to spare this guy. And like, he's going to spare this guy in exchange for loyalty. It like creates this image of like, Mercy tempered by practicality, which is a very fun, uh, yeah. a, a fun trait, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and though they have succeeded, he and they go home. They go back to uh, the inn, uh, being celebrated. He feels like a bit of a fraud. Like the sword isn't working. He doesn't know if he really, if that really counted as like accomplishing his goal. Uh, uh, it's it's a little worrying. And, uh, also, uh, the, uh, Bianca can't really get, uh, her share of the reward because the reward was a hand in marriage. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, and so, uh, they, we, they decide, uh, Bianca and Luca are going to, Bianca's going to help Luca propose to Nira. Uh. This is so adorable. Yeah, it's really nice. like. She's desperately trying to play matchmaker, and Luca is just like red in the face, barely able to get a single word out. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And like they're like they like having a bit of a bit of a trouble, but like he's able to confess, and like she she's glad that she did because you know it's one thing to uh, it's one thing to be betrothed; it's another thing to fall in love. Uh, mm-hmm. How beautiful! Yeah. Uh, and then yeah, you even see as Bianca like walks away from this, her 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 face falls, and you're like, oh, it's a love triangle, of course. Oh, it's, it's it's so good, like the, yeah, she loves him so much not, that she's. They do not need to explicitly say this stuff. They just like no, we can just. It's a movie. We can just do the thing that movies do. Yeah. 
Again, again, this podcast has completely wrecked my (laughs) standards for film. Yeah. But, you know... Hmm. Uh, So, they... They, like... They he they go back to the end. Bianca like gets drunk. Uh, yeah, she is she's fucking trashed. Yeah, completely wasted. Yeah, she's absolutely wasted compared to everyone else. Uh, he like goes to hide in his room before she can like you know flirt with him or whatever. Uh, and then he runs into a witch. Uh, and the fucking Baba the fortune teller is here. Yeah, real Baba yeah, and, and the, type uh, looks. It, it, <laughs> And the witch just points at him and says, I diagnose you with love triangle. <laughs> uh, drink this watermelon mountain dew, maybe you'll you feel dumb better. Fuck. Drink this glowing pink potion. I, I I promise it won't turn you into a girl. Mm. <laughs> uh, no, that that's that's Dragon Quest, my story. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so he he like goes to bed, but he can't sleep. So ultimately he decides, you know what? I'll drink the potion. Uh, and he he goes to bed and he, he immediately falls asleep after he drinks it and, like, has, like, these visions of, like, basically the choices the player made in the video game. Yeah, yeah. He, he's, like, in this, in this blue and white voxel void, mm-hmm. just falling through it, and there are just text boxes. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah. What's what's really fun here is obviously in Dragon Quest V you, you choose between Nera or Bianca. I think in like the DS uh, remake of it, you can pick like they add a third uh, person to get married to, which is like Nera's shitty older sister that you can marry just for something new, just cause. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like you know, it didn't, it, they might as well add a new uh, a new possible party member. Or yeah, whatever. yeah, your you, your potential wives weren't rude enough. So here, here's here's one for the here's one that, for those people in the crowd. I'm always making that complaint. Exactly. Yeah. I need a rude wife. Um. So, uh, uh, he like realizes it, it's not Bian- It's not Nira he loves. It's Bianca. Oh, um, I just fucking realized Nira and Bianca, black and white. Okay. Oh. Oh. <laughs> There's layers. Oh, that's great. Uh. Uh, so he's gonna tell Bianca, but she's completely passed out, drunk. Uh, so he has to go tell Roderigo about how he feels and how he has to like call off the engagement. But and Roderigo does not like this at all. He is very mad about this. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, he L- Luca feels bad about it, so he like gives back the sword. After all, he's he's not the hero, but uh, Roderigo. Stays his anger and notes that if you're not the hero, then you must you have to keep the sword. You have to find the true hero. Uh, mm-hmm. You you must like go to the base of like the uh, mountain where uh, 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 Ladia is and uh, yep. find the dragon. Uh, yeah, so there, there's a dragon disguised as a human in the village below Ladia's lair. I wonder who it could be. I wonder. Um, and that dragon will be able to help him Mm -hmm. Uh, Luca now that the engagement is broken off he heads back to the pub he proposes to Bianca and what I I really like the touch that he had so much trouble spitting it out to Nera but like now it's super easy for him and she's the one who's just completely red faced and embarrassed Uh, it's so good and 
like as like they celebrate uh their love uh the whole pub celebrates and he sees the little witch lady like leave so he follows her and he said and he just like uh a pup, he like thanks her for for the potion and the advice and uh she runs off uh and it turns out that was Nira all along in disguise Mm-hmm. She knew. She knew. She knew. It's this is a fun little love triangle story. Yeah, it, it's like a five minute conflict resolution. Mm-hmm. Easy, boom. Yeah, uh, but that's not important right now. What's important right now <laughs> is there's an evil wizard who needs more power. Yeah, we love him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's he's like he's like I don't know. He's like uh, absorbing like this like font of power from like the sky from Nimzo mm-hmm. uh and he's he's got like Mata like in this sort of like uh it's an orb yeah it's an it's orb like a, it's a crystal orb prison it's a wax yeah. orb prison <laughs> the, the the mother protection sphere mm-hmm. uh that's what they that's what fucking Porky got put in at the end of that game mm-hmm. uh so uh time passes uh yeah, we get we get a montage of Luca and Bianca being cute together, and they have a baby. Uh, his eyes are gold like Luca's, but they're brighter. Mm-hmm. And in his presence, the uh, Zenithian sword shakes in its scabbard, and Luca doesn't put two and two together because, like, he's not a very smart man. Yeah, yeah. surely the Babby couldn't be the hero. He can't even hold the sword. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but while they're trying to raise their kid. Uh, they're at Sancho's cottage. It's attacked by Laji's troops. Um, they all have to flee. Bianca gives the baby to Sancho, and she and Luca try and fight everybody off. Yeah. Again, this is again just a fantastic fight scene. A lot of weight, a lot of movement and momentum. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like there's always enough to justify the fight scene being here, but it there, it never goes on so long that I'm just like, okay, let's get up, let's get on with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it's it's perfectly economical. Yeah. Uh, uh, ev- eventually, um, I w- what is it like? Bianca's is Bianca captured, and then Luca Bianca runs gets up. snoozed. That's right. That's right. She gets snoozed, uh, yeah. and like Luke, Luca freaks out, and Lodja and Lodja casts... like grabs her. Yeah, and he's like mm-hmm. I'll just use her power because she's a Nithian too. <laughs> dun, dun. Uh, now I hold the hand of the heavenly bride yeah, in Dragon <laughs> Quest V. <Yeah. laughs> uh, Looking directly into the camera. Uh-huh. Uh, Luca is turned to stone. Uh, no. Yeah, no, he just he just fucking does it. Yeah. Like, Lodge just fucking boop. And Pretty they, horrifically. Do, they do a really good job of making this look fucked up. Yeah, it's yeah. terrifying. Yeah, he's like looking on in horror and like... Uh, like, he's told that he'll have to watch as the world goes to ruin, uh, vaguely implying that he can see what's happening. It's great. Um, uh, and, uh, he, like, takes away, uh, takes away Bianca, and while there, he sort of, like, tries to cut a deal with her to, uh, uh, you know, uh, help me open up the gates, uh, with, to Nateria, and... Free Nimzo, and I shall let you free. But uh, even though she like communicates with Mata about it, and like 
Uh, and Mata's like, hey, he's evil. Yeah, don't he's do the, it. He looks like the fucking Joker, and he's constantly cackling, and he enslaved your husband for ten yeah. years. Yeah. He's, he's gonna say Nimzo has the new Call of Duty, and he wants to play it with him, but he's lying about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so she refuses to open it and f- fights back, but as much as she can frizzle, it's no use, and... She too. Yeah, no, his magic defense is too high. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She too is turned to stone. Time yeah. passes. And- I, I really like that her expression is like one of defiance. Mm-hmm. She's not screaming. She's just really pissed off. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. And, and Lodge is just like, oh, this one sucks. This statue sucks. I like when they're scared. This, yeah. This, I can't put this in my garden. I think, actually, I think in the game, you're like, statues in like some rich person's garden, and then eight years later, your kid comes and unfreezes you. Oh, that's great. Well, there's there's two kids in the game, though. It's like a boy oh. and a girl, I believe. Yeah, no, it, uh, apparently in the original game, they're like twins. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, time passes, darkness reigns, uh, the boy grows, and eventually, when he's like eight years old, uh, he and Sancho, like, Pull an artifact out of, like, a pit. Uh, yeah, it's like this fucked up cave full of cyclopes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but, yeah, they're able to, like, get this, like, magical staff, and they sort of toss it at uh, Luca and free him. Yeah. Yeah. He comes out, and, and, and the, uh, the, the Atlas are, like, they surround Alice, and without thinking, Luca kind of, like, throws a sword, and he's like, oh, shit, you're not gonna be able to unsheath that. But dead the dragon. What you can unsheath it? Know what happens next? Yeah. Uh, Try not to think too hard about like how it's like maybe maybe little weird implications of uh, like a divine bloodline in any fantasy story. Mm -hmm. A little weirder for me when it's implied that like. He can wield it, but his dad can't because his dilute blood was yeah because via Mendelian inheritance. Like uh-huh. he, had, uh-huh. he has the he has lowercase z, lowercase z for Zenithian uh, <laughs> yeah. dual recessive. Cool. Yeah, the the he had the inferior uh, non Zenithian uh-huh. genes. Uh, cool sword but, though. Uh, I'll the sword is fucking cool. It's a it's cool like a sword. dragon sword. It's like, awesome. You, you know that. You know that old tweet about like, listen, the the church and monarchy are horrible institutions that have caused unspeakable suffering and death. But when the chosen king ca- like gets his holy blade, yeah, yeah, nothing's better than that. Yeah, my therapist is taking notes right now. Um, so, uh, they they sort of like they go out. Uh, they, uh, uh, he, they have to fight monsters. They find the old man who uh, saved them all those years ago, and yep. of course, and Lucas like Lucas like yeah, I hear a dragon disguised as a human lives around here, and Doctor Agat just straight up starts choking on his beer. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then, after he explains the situation verbatim, in unison, yeah. Luca and his son Alice say. Who could have ever guessed that Dr. Agon was the Zenith Dragon? Did it's, you? It's <laughs> Like, it's that so fucking good. Simpsons bit with fucking Dr. Uh, I forget his name. The doctor pointing at the camera and being like, I can't solve this mystery. Can you? Yeah. It's, it's so fucking mm. good. Hibbert. Dr. Hibbert. Yeah, is that Dr. Guy? Hibbert. Mm. Uh, 
But yeah, uh, they 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 figured Luca is as smart as an eight year old. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so they uh they uh figure that well he can't really help them because uh he lost his dragon orb and he can't transform into a dragon. Uh, uh, Luca is able to give him something. It's a piece of the dragon orb, but it's not the real one. Yeah, Lodja broke it. Mm. Um, and then Dr. Agon is like, well, I mean, this is actually, like, a kind of shady replica, so no harm, no foul. Mm. Uh, anyway, do me a favor. I know these fairies who can grant any wish, but they're protected by an army of robots, and you gotta pass some trials to uh, to speak with them. And... Luke is like robots. It's kind of it's kind of it's a little wacky, isn't it? Yeah. And he says, <laughs> and he says, well, it's robots this time around. Uh, and weird, what weird? He'd say it that way. A, uh, a normal thing for someone to say in conversation. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, he's a weird fucking dragon, yeah. and they're obviously setting up the time loop shit with the orb guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, uh, listen, it is foreshadowing, but it was it was delivered in such a way where. It's easy to think it's foreshadowing something different than it is, mm-hmm. which I think is a good touch. Right, yeah. Uh, uh, by the way, the robots look really fucking cool oh, in this movie. I love, I love the way they animate the eyes of it. Because yeah. before, in the Toriyama, it's just kind of like a sort of glowing pink orb. Like, But uh-huh. it, it's like a, it's very like mechanical lens this yeah, time. It oh, likes, it's so sick. It li- they like, I, I really like how... Uh, go I ahead. I really love how they like spin around... Uh, on, like, a sort of, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Axis? Yeah, on an axis. On, like, ball bearings or what have you. Mm-hmm. It, it really gives them, like, a very robot feeling. Uh, My favorite thing is how, like, they took the Toriyama design, which is already delightful, but a lot simpler, and they, they added a bunch of detail work, Most mostly, like, there's a lot of seams and rivets, and it looks like they were kind of, like, built out of scrap or, like, hastily repaired. Mm-hmm. It's fucking sick. Yeah. It's so awesome. One of my favorite things about the robots in Dragon Quest is, like, despite being just very weird out of place, most of the, most of the time they just kind of fire, like, a crossbow at you. Like, a, a decidedly non-robotic weapon. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. They just kind of shoot arrows. Here. They do that. And like They they do. And, and specifically, <laughs> Luca has to cross, like, this big-ass gap to get to a cave. And so he, he talks to Gutrude, who he's brought along, and he's like, Gutrude, you know what to do. And apparently he does, because <laughs> Gutrude just, like, hops up and grabs a bolt in flight with his mouth, mm-hmm. and then serves as, like, the world's weirdest grappling hook, yeah, uh-huh, essentially. It's, it's so great. Yeah. It's a, it's a good scene. Yeah, they, uh, um, they, like, they... they, they they find the fairy village, and Luca is immediately like, uh, I wish the gates to Nadiria were sealed forever and my wife and mom were okay. Yeah. And the fairy queen is like, okay, c- come on, man, come there's on. like a half hour of movie left. Yeah, you haven't you haven't finished the game yet. Yeah. Uh, so what he has to do instead is is be sent back in time to meet himself as a child and, and swap the orbs. Uh, yeah, he get, he gets a fake orb, which he can swap for the real orb, which his kid self still had at this point. Mm-hmm. He's like, Kid Luke is not like willing to show him the orb at uh-huh. all at first, so he has to like he has to like butter this kid up. Like, hey, cool saber cat you got there? I got one of my own. Yeah, yeah. meet my friend uh, Gutrude. 
Yeah, he's just a slime, but, you know, he's my slime. The slimes are cool. Wow, your dad looks strong as hell. Wow, you're d- wow! I'm not crying at all from seeing your dad because I don't know him. Yeah. Your dad looks so strong and alive. <laughs> uh, Do you think your dad would think it was weird if I came out if I came in there and hugged him? Yeah. Just like you know, you know, you know, just like guys being dudes. Give him, give him a warrior's greeting. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's once he like makes he like pulls. Once he, like, is able to butter him up, he's able to, like, swap the orbs. Uh, mm-hmm. The old he, switcheroo. There's a, there's a nice little bit where, like, he said, where he says, like, even the, no matter what I know, my dad's the strongest, and if that, if I can be, if I'm the son of the strongest da- dad in the world, then I think I can pull through. Uh, and adult Luke is like, yeah, you know what? You, uh, you can. Mm-hmm. Uh... Uh, cut right back to the present. Yep. Yeah. Scene's over. Mm, we done. got we yeah. we got the mo- we got the jokes in. We got the emotional beat in. Boom. We're back to the present. Yep. Doctor Agon is a dragon now. You know he is. Yeah. We, we don't need to show that happen. I like it. that he still up. has he still has the earring, but it's just gigantic now. It's it's cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, the, he he's flying them to the the top of Lodge's lair. Um, they free Bianca using the depetrification staff from earlier, and the family reunites, and they go off to fight the final boss. Yeah. Just really great. Again, this is a lot of this is battle sequences. First, it's just the family fighting. You know, a, a never-ending horde of monsters, and when all is lost, just a big-ass ship is just kind of flung into the sky and lands on top of this tower. Yeah, yeah, and it's, it's Prince just... Harry and Bjorn the Behemoths, because this movie understands setup and payoff. Yeah, it remembers things. <laughs> and, like, the action sequences aren't agonizing. Yeah, it's... Oh. Yeah. This that... is the only time I've ever been able... I, this is the only time I've been excited to see someone named Prince Harry. Yeah, Harry and Harry and Sancho and all the, the guards are here to help fight. Uh, it's, it's great, uh... They 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 all uh they they're all fighting all the monsters and like there's a part where uh uh Luca like tries to stab uh, Ladia in the stomach but and it looks like he's gonna do it but it's it's a trick that wasn't actually his stomach that was just some cloth uh and like it seems like there's it seems like it's all gonna fail but Alice is here to support him and mm-hmm. uh. In appropriate Toriyama fashion, we get a father-son dual attack. Uh, yep. Uh, I like that it's revealed that Laji is like, he's basically a Rayman. Mm-hmm. He's just kind of like yeah. a head, torso, and then some floating hands. Uh-huh. Yeah, and uh, they like, they they drive their swords into him, but it's, it's, uh... It's too late. Uh, he's got... Yeah, Laja is, like, drawing the power out of mm-hmm. Mata's corpse, because he killed her a little bit earlier. Yeah, he killed her because uh, she, and... like, sealed the gates permanently. Uh... And he straight up, like, starts destroying himself, mm-hmm. and, like, he's doing some Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good shit. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's overloading himself with magical power to open the gates and beckon Grandmaster Nimzo through at any cost. And the, impo- um, the important thing is, he is loving every second of this. Oh, oh he, he's, he's so oh. fucking thrilled to die. <laughs> he's so happy. It's the best day of his life. Uh-huh. <laughs> the happiest death in the movie. Uh, it's Lodge's big day. <laughs> so, so, so then, it's like, 
listen, if we use the power of the Zenithian sword, we might still be able to seal the gates before Nimzo comes through. So Bjorn hurls Alice into the sky, and Alice then, like, flings the sword towards the gate, opening in the heavens, and hopes he can close them. And it looks like it's working, like the sickly green tone goes away and the sky turns blue. And then as Alice is falling back towards the ground, the gates are forced open by an enormous pillar of gleaming voxels. Mm -hmm. And the world just freezes in place entirely except for Luca. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's freaky. It's Uh, a real Zawardo moment. And then the pillar, like, dissolves, and we see Nimzo. This is another one that doesn't really look like the um, the design for yeah. oh, Nimzo he's... in the original game. He's, he... he's creepy looking in this. Yeah. Oh, he they, they did real good. Yeah, this is like some EYE Divine Cybermancy shit. It's, it's, it's like, just, it's kind of like a mask, like a theater he, mask he, almost. He reminds me of those uh, masked guys from Pathologic. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. It's just, yeah, the, the way his eyes are so big and his pupils are, like, so... They're, like, almost, like, small little slits. He's freaky looking. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so funny, like... I, I the, the twist when something's like, oh, this is all a fake reality or whatever, that usually doesn't really land for me in movies like this, or in movies in general. But the fact that he says, this is a fake reality, watch, because I can turn off texture mapping and gravity and collision. It's so fucking cool. Yeah, yeah it's so cool. And he reveals, he's, well, technically he's Nimso. He's a virus that was put into the game, uh... To just sort of fuck with people. By a bored programmer. <laughs> yeah, the programmer who's like, Oh, people are playing a deep immersion Dragon Quest VR game. That's for losers. You have nostalgia? Go to hell. Mm-hmm. Th- this twist was apparently very controversial. Yes. And like, I ki- I get it. I get why. I think it fucking rules. It's so good. It's so really good. good. Like, they foreshadowed it just enough for it to not feel out of nowhere, and, like, the visual spectacle of it is incredible. Mm-hmm. Like, we talked earlier about him, like, removing the textures. It looks so cool, and, like, everything just turns that specific type of white that you see with, like, an unfinished 3D model. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just, I, I feel like it's it's just such a smart twist, right? Because it, like... It literally does, like, leverage nostalgia against the viewer in the same way that, like, the programmer in fiction does that by making this virus. Like, I I feel like the people who are mad about it don't understand why it, like, why this Nimzo exists as a plot device, I think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, like, he even says, I'm I'm merely the result of a genius's programmer's boredom. Grow up, loser. Uh Uh-huh. It's it's a cool twist. It's fun. It's entertaining. Some might say that every video game is the result of a programmer's boredom, but, like, deployed more pro-socially. Oh. Mm-hmm. oh. Yeah, it really, really makes you think. Yeah. Uh, so then we, we, we get a flashback to, like, the real wor- the quote-unquote real-world guy playing Luca. Yeah. Like, as he's entering the VR chamber, uh, he's talking to the operator about how he wants to choose Nera this time because he always goes for Bianca when he plays Dragon Quest V, <laughs> yeah. and that's really cute. Uh-huh. It's like the- um, it- and he, it's like he also he's also like, yeah, I want to fight some dragons. Can we do that? And the and the clerk is like, yeah, man, we yeah, can put some uh, robots. Sorry, we, I want to fight some robots. And the clerk yeah. is like, yeah, dude, we can put some robots in there. Fuck it. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Uh, we got so the models. He, yeah, he's going to name the character Luca, because that's what he always names his characters. I specifically like the Bianca bit because, speaking from personal experience, whenever I like try to do an evil route in a game, I always end up going back to the good route, because that's just how I am. Right. Yeah, uh, you've activated it, the, the self-suggestion program. Mm-hmm. A, a, a little touch I really like here is that the operator is dressed like a priest from Dragon yeah, Quest. Yeah, because he's so the clever. one who saves the game. Oh, that's good. That's good. It's uh, so clever. As he's like, as he flashes back uh, from remembering how he got here, and like, as he's like, his memories are being erased. Uh, Gutrud steps in and finally talks, and like, it, 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 it again, it's another very like almost overdone simple gag of like oh the character's voices and what you expected but again hearing this like booming deep voice come out of just a little dragon quest slime it is delightful luca worry not i am actually an antivirus program <laughs> yes yeah, here so take good. this new cool sword uh-huh. it's the very he gives him the very original uh erdrick sword from the first dragon quest yeah. game I, yeah! I, I, I pointed i like that one i know that one That's I, my I, also, friend. I, I also really like th- this is like some classic you know, giving the giving the cool speech, shutting down the bad guys' worldview shit. Where Luca's like, "Listen, I know it's a video game, but like, these games are real to me. I grew up with them, and the story draws me in." Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I'm still gonna fight to preserve this world, even if it's just like a game, because it means something to me. Uh-huh. And Nimzo gets so fucking pissed. He off hates that, that so much. Uh, no, this- video games are for nerds. Uh, Fuck you! <laughs> I'm a nerd, Nimzo. Yeah, this this bit honestly made me cry. It's a little silly, but I, it did. Uh, it's it's true. Good. Uh, he, he and he ends up he defeats Nimzo and and the world is restored. And he's uh, like kind of at yeah. the end of the game. Yeah, yeah, and and we get the sequence where he's like parting ways with most of his friends, going with his family, about to return to the cabin where it all started, and it's this like very gently bittersweet note which i think you know it it's like when you beat an rpg yourself and it's like wow i'm i'm excited to get to the end of the story and like put a bow on it uh, but also i'm i'm going to be sad leaving this game behind yeah. and if it, it feels very genuine yeah and it's just i luca enjoying his last moments in this world yeah i i know when a video game is good when i realize oh it's almost over and feeling yeah. a little sad from that. Yeah. Are you getting choked yes. up right now? That's cute. Yes. <laughs> video um, games are good sometimes. Video games are video good games sometimes. Are good. And it and it turns out video game movies are also good sometimes. You can make them good. It's it's possible. It's possible. I mean, it, it turns out if you actually love the material. Mm-hmm. It turns out if you actually have any kind of affection or respect for what you're adapting, you can make the story pretty good. You're you're telling... Maxie, you're telling me that if I don't treat my art with derision, it will turn out better? Turns out. I I know this is fucking crazy. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, Dragon Quest Overture, roll credits. Good fucking movie. Five out of five mm-hmm. adaptation, five out of five film. Might be the best movie we've watched for this yes. podcast. Yes, it's, it's yeah, five out of five. It is the best I've watched. Uh, it's five out of five movie, probably five out of five adaptation. I don't know. But uh, it's it's so perfect. It, 
it's really funny that we bookended the worst possible movie we've watched and the best possible <laughs> movie we've watched right run after the other. Uh, it, it's it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Dragon Quest Five out of Dragon Quest Five. <laughs> yeah. I give... <laughs> Yeah, a Dragon Quest 5 out of 5. I wasn't ready for that. (laughs) Alright. Do we have any questions? Uh, Let me see. I think we got... I think we got one. Uh, If you want to send in a question, uh, you can uh, either send it in to the Discord, or you can send it in to the Twitter, uh, at VGTMTP. Uh, probably also the co-host if I make the post and you notice it there. Uh, so, uh, we've got one question, uh, from Dark Wizard James Mason who asks, have you ever pulled, like, a LARP isekai prank on any, on anyone? Where you, like, convince an entire town to act and dress like they're from some other time or place and prank a guy who just came in. This sort of thing has actually happened. Um, no. Is this not the but- Truman Show? Is it isn't this the plot of Professor Layton versus Ace Attorney or whatever? Yeah, I I've never had it happen to me, but I've I think I have heard about like someone doing now, that. Now you say you've never had it happen to you. How do you know you're not currently going through the most elaborate version ever performed? Right, right. and we're, and we're in on it. Uh huh. Right. What if, what if it's actually the 24th century and people have been fucking with you this entire time? Yeah. What if what if uh, what if the world is good instead of bad? Huh. I, think... I would be so fucking mad if it turned out the world was good instead of bad. Yeah. And I'm just sitting around here like, well, I guess I gotta get a job that I hate to get enough money for rent, which I hate paying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, out, outside outside the bubble dome you live in is like just the Dragon Quest world. You could be adventuring with slimes and slaying I, atlases, but instead you I, have to pay taxes. Uh-huh. I, I would straight up throw myself off a fucking cliff. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I would be so mad. I, I would... Now, now can, I, can I just say... Uh-huh. We were talking earlier about how Dragon Quest V is uh, one of the darkest entries in the series, at least the classic ones. It's a hell of it's a hell of a game to go into. Like, yeah, no, I'll have my memories temporarily overwritten so yeah, I can personally right? experience uh-huh. the trauma of watching my father die before my eyes. Yeah, Both yeah, parents. That sounds even. fun. Yeah, it's a it's a bit of a weird one to uh, I, like. That's probably the one problem I have. Like with the twist is just the notion that that you can erase your memories for like. A couple hours. Yeah, it's like, oh, I just, I, I, I just got off of a long shift at the job factory. I'm going to go experience the joys of fatherhood in a VR pod for a couple hours. On the other hand, like, it, it does offer, it does present the, uh, reality, presents the scenario of what if you could do your favorite game again with fresh memory, with no memory of it. Oh, yeah, no, you know what, that's a fair point. <laughs> yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I think about that a lot. yeah. Uh, I don't know if I'd want to go full VR, but you know, I, I would. I would at least do the uh, memory erasure or for uh, the game itself. Catch uh, me in the Mother Three Pod every single day of my life. <laughs> yeah, you're in. Well, the Mother Three Pod is famously known as the uh, the uh, ultimate safety device or whatever. That's so true. <laughs> That's what they put Mata in in the movie. They did. 
so, uh, yeah. All right. I, I think we can wrap it up here. Uh, uh, I what, what like the oh, episode of the podcast? Because I don't know if you'll be able to find a better movie than this. That's. I mean, admittedly, that is true. But uh, no, listen, we're just gonna watch worse movies, we're, we're, and, I'm gonna, and, and every time I'm just gonna be like, man, this movie would be a lot better if Lodge were in it. Uh-huh. <laughs> If whenever Lodja is not on the screen, you should be asking where's Bishop Lodja. Uh-huh. I, I I want I want a remake of I want a remake of Street Fighter. Uh huh. Where everything is the same except Guile is replaced with Lodja. And I know you know you might say, oh, but Guile is the protagonist, but he's That's an right. American imperialist, so I think yeah, he could work. Yeah, just yeah. Uh, <laughs> just you know, uh, just make him an evil wizard. Uh. It wouldn't change that much. It wouldn't change that much. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Um, I will say, uh, I'll reveal it to uh, my co-host after, but uh, I want to keep this a surprise. So uh, uh, next month is a mystery. Uh, hmm. uh, so uh, I think we can uh, go to go to plugs. Uh, I'm Dan. You can find me at a lot of places. You can find all those places at biggerchallenge.card.co. That includes my other podcasts, which include Pod of Greed, a Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast. Uh, we are making our way through Yu-Gi-Oh! 5Ds. We started it recently. Uh, we uh, uh, The most recent episode recorded, and will probably be up by the time you hear this, is uh, uh, featuring uh, special guests Tom and Nina from Nevermind the Trollocs. Uh you can listen to uh, the Sonic Shuffle, a Sonic podcast. That's a little bit on hold, but I am editing and uploading the uh, backlog of episodes as it is currently. Uh, just uh, put up an episode where we went through a choose-your-own-adventure book, uh, and I got to put in fun music. Those are always my favorite episodes to edit. Uh uh, and uh, you can find me on Twitter and Tumblr, Bigger Challenge. You can find me on uh, co-host and on Big Challenges, uh, Biggest Start, my art Tumblr, at Xbox underscore holiday. We also celebrates holidays with Xbox. Uh, latest holiday as of this upload is Happy Lent Xbox. Uh, uh, and uh, also my fur affinity. You can look there. Uh <laughs> That's it for me. Uh, 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 Max, you're the guest. Uh, why don't you go next? Hi. Uh, I'm Max. I'm on Twitter and Tumblr. I'm Maxie Bajillion. Uh, as Dan mentioned, we do Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast. It's really good. And turns out, if you do a card game on a motorcycle, it's even more fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, my other shows are Wow Cool Robot, a show about Gundam. Uh, because having a shelf with just a whole buttload of little plastic robots wasn't enough i needed to know the media they're from uh taking a little bit of a break because my life is hell right now uh but our next our next series will be uh war in the pocket which everyone says is maybe the best one um and dan you were just you were just guesting on that we did film fighters which is a show that dares to ask the question would you like to buy our products yeah would you (laughs) would you like to buy our products what if what if gundam was basically like a toy anime like uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! or Beyblade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Astronaut voice always has been. 
Uh, and my other show is called Slappers Only, which is a video game music showdown podcast. We're also on a little bit of a break there, but our next episode will be on Final Fantasy XIV, A Realm Reborn. Uh, a music, a, a music, a game that has, wouldn't you believe it, good music. Uh, and that's mine. All right. Uh, Uh, And I'm Maxie. You can find me on co-host and Tumblr at Max Knightley. That's M-A-X-K-N-I-G-H-T-L-E-Y. I'm also on the podcast Eidolon Eidolon Playtest, excuse me, um, which is an actual play podcast. Uh, Currently we are doing Eidolon Disco and Eidolon Ska, which asks the questions... Uh, what if a group of fun mystery-solving teens got embroiled in increasingly distressing psychic encounters uh, with various monsters and fucked-up teachers and other teens? Mm-hmm. And so far, it's been a blast. Hell yeah. I'm, I'm always asking that. Uh, all right. Uh, and uh, you can find us on Twitter, Tumblr, Co-Host... All at at VGTMTP. Uh, uh, you can f- uh, you can find us on XYZ. It's a podcast network with all sorts of good shows. Um, I have to recommend. I cannot recommend enough. Uh, very active podcast. Zero to zero. Uh, they are doing a a gimmick thing called Bladetastic Four. Where they are alternating between the Blade movies and the Fantastic Four movies. Uh, and because of how they do their show, it is one-third of a Blade movie, one-third of a Fantastic Four movie, back and forth. Uh, and, you know, having seen them myself and hearing their coverage of it, Blade's pretty good. Fantastic Four, not so much, but still very funny. Uh, I really liked how in Dragon Quest V they let you choose between marrying Blade or marrying the Fantastic Four. Uh-huh. Uh, it's kind, kind of a groundbreaking th- video game moment. Uh-huh. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, and until next time, I'm Dan. I'm Maxie. I'm Max. And this ain't no game. <laughs> Unless it is. Oh. You can play it. It's yeah. on the DS. <laughs> Well, you, you can't play the VR version yet. Yes. <laughs>